Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. These days, with the changes that have gone on through the pandemic, there's a bit of a noise being made out there that says, why do we even need to go to college? Why incurred all that debt? Why, why, why? Maybe I can do something more practical. Well, this conversation is with a current college student who's not sounding like that at all, who is very positive about how her college experience, her coursework, and all the things that she's doing in the community as a junior at Central Connecticut State University pertains to her goal. (laughs) And uh, I love it. She said, I am working for greatness. Of course, I had to say, well, talk a bit more about what greatness is. And then she spoke to greater in every way, every day, not comparing herself to all the others in, in the country or being on the, on a, a celebrity stage, but greatness. So here is whom I, I am talking about. Her name is Mamle Ajoka Narte originally from Ghana. It's a beautiful name, Marmele. So I'll stop talking and let you listen to this wonderful practitioner in the making. Well, folks, this is exciting for me because I have Marmele Ajoka Notre. Marmele Ajoka Notre. Marmele Ajoka Notre. Notre on camera and being recorded in our podcast conversation about the nature of practice. So why is that exciting? Because, well, many things. First, because Mamele is a current student at uh, Central Connecticut State University. And so she is um, developing herself to be launched in the practice world. And uh, I'm excited because she also is this year's recipient of the Firon Duran Scholarship. And that's how I got to meet her. Before I met her, I saw how she laid out her goals and her accomplishments uh, for the scholarship. So I was very much intrigued and then very happy to meet her. So, Molly, let's let's see how to start. Um, I just said you're getting ready for the practice world. What does that sound like to you? Um, To get ready for the practice, bro, that sounds like, you know, being able to apply all the knowledge and the information I've learned, you know, while I'm in school in my classes and applying that to, you know, the outside world to an actual job or actual career. So, um, for instance, right now I'm taking a a class that's teaching me how to um, program in SQL. And so once I get to work for travelers this coming summer, I'll be able to practice that skill that I learned over the school year and it'll just help me, you know, just thrive overall. So that's how I, that's what I'm thinking about when you say, um, when you, when you speak of the word practice, you know, just being able to apply my knowledge actually into, um, into actual things that matter. So the course you're taking now gives you some hands-on experience, I assume. Yes. it is. So it's, it's kind of matching up the theory or behind that particular, uh, software and, um, and how to do it, but you get the additional benefit that some other students may not have. That you know that you know that that particular skill set is valuable in a company like Travelers, which is basically a great big 
massive database now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, computing is uh, hugely important to the industry and particularly the investments that Travelers is making. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Are there any courses you're taking right now that you feel really are getting you ready for the practice world? A hundred percent. I'm also taking a course that's teaching me um, a programming language called C Sharp. And that that's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to learn how to program because I think that'll make me a very well-rounded well -rounded, um, individual for companies. It'll be it'll just be so appealing to other companies. Right. So um, learning C Sharp right now is definitely something I think is going to be phenomenal for me in the future, for sure. Now, what about what we call the soft skills? The, you know, you've heard about those at Travelers, I'm sure, when you're interning this last year, but it seems very, very important. While mm -hmm. I've said that they're all about computing, they're always also all about people and right. uh, yeah. attracting people to the work, retaining people to the work, and then giving you an opportunity to continually develop. Yeah. So what kind of people uh, coursework do you uh, seem to be taking in at this point? Um, so actually not really academically related, but um, job wise, I work at New Britain High School. I work at a high school as well as a boys and girls club. And so um, that ha I like I have no choice but to, you know, learn how to be emotionally intelligent because I'm working with teenagers as well as children um, or as well as like preteens and young children. So that hel that helps me quite a bit, just learning how to speak with people, understand people younger than myself, my bosses, of course, and my coworkers. That's another addition and learning how to um, negotiate with people and come to an understanding of someone else's ideas. You know, if we have to put on a program for the kids. Um, just collaborating well and coming to consensus, stuff like that is just so important. I have two, I have um, two different opportunities to do that in two different settings. And so it's extremely helpful just learning how to um, work with other people and help other people at the same time. I, I do think that I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly that uh, we learn a great deal about ourselves as leaders uh, from those kinds of venues. Uh, and, and I, commend anyone who's putting their time in uh, to help uh, youth teenagers. Mm -hmm. uh, but then uh, there's also the um, work that you're doing now at the university. Mm -hmm. uh, or that, has that changed? Are you a resident advisor? Yes, yes, I am a resident advisor. So uh, a resident. <laughs> There's a lot of human yes. contact there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm an RA on campus right now. That is a lot of human contact, right? I can't <laughs> believe I, that slipped my mind. But yeah, so um, being an RA, I have no choice but to you know interact a lot with um, the residents that live in this building. There's over 200 of them, and on my floor alone, there's about 30. And so that gives me opportunity to interact with people, help them with their problems. You know, if there's someone who has a roommate conflict, I'm able to intervene and help them talk it out and um, come to a conclusion, a good conclusion without having to, like, you know, break friendships and stuff like that. So that's extremely helpful being a resident assistant, for sure. Yeah. And uh, now I want to ask, since I see you on screen and you look very youthful, when did you become 60 years old? <laughs> you, you project so much maturity. Oh, thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> now, uh, who do you credit for some of your uh, strengths at this point in your life 
Uh, if you look all the way back to your long what, 20 years or so that you've been on, on the planet, does, did you have a feeling um, as I asked that question that someone or some ones, plurally, were uh, very helpful in be helping you mature perhaps earlier than a lot of uh, young people uh, did uh, or do as they're reaching into their uh, 20s? Um, I definitely believe that my family, 100%. I know that a lot of people aren't very fortunate enough to have families that, you know, push them and um, expect greatness from them. But I think that my family just had such a powerful, just a powerful impact on me. You know, they had high expectations for me. And each one of, like my sisters and I, were each very hardworking individuals. And I think that's just because of how we were raised. Um, so I definitely credit my family 100%. And I see the way my sisters who are older than me have, you know, just overcome so many things uh, against the odds. They've just made sure that they're thriving. You know, each of them are very successful and I look up to them and I'm like, you know what? I want to be just like you. I, I see the hard work that you put in. You know, I see what we've been through as a family and how much we've grown and all the things that we've learned and we don't allow anything to hold us back. You know, um, I feel like we've had so many opportunities to just, you know, be like, oh, you know what? Just let's just sit down and just slack and give up. But I just see all the people in my life just continue to work hard and strive for greatness. And I want that for myself. And my desire to succeed just really pushes me quite a bit, I believe. Um, and I just want to be so successful. Like, I just want so much greatness for myself. And I just love seeing the people in my family thriving. And I want that for myself. I think that's what just keeps me moving, keeps me moving forward. Greatness. Uh, what does that word, uh, not just the word, but what is that idea of greatness mean to you when you when you hear yourself saying it you also were feeling it i love it but what what would you be like when you're greater than you are today five years from now great oh that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> um when An i easy think question. of greatness <laughs> when i think of greatness for myself um i think of you know me being able to find a job that i love that i'm successful in you know i'm doing the things that i like i enjoy coding and programming as well as interacting with other people to find a job that involves both those things would be phenomenal for me that'll be really great for me I, I would be thriving each day um to be able to you know maybe get out of connecticut and explore um, the other states, you know, just find somewhere else to be and just expand my horizon. I think that would be phenomenal for myself. So just being able to find myself in a like in a mental space where I know that I am doing well, like that, that is what greatness is to me. Being able to achieve my goals, like leaving um, Connecticut or finding myself a good job like that. That to me is what greatness is. You know, I think that not settling, not just being like, okay, you know what? I found a spot. I'm comfortable here and I'm going to stay here. I don't want to be stagnant. I want to keep growing and progressing. And so that, that to me is what greatness is. I agree. So it isn't just about being better than everyone else kind of thing. Yes, we hear that a lot, in, particularly in the Olympic season. And uh, I, I love what you say, because basically to you, greatness will be living uh, and working on your own terms somewhere where you feel that you can still keep getting greater <laughs> yes, exactly. on your own terms. Mm -hmm. Was there any uh, particular teacher or counselor or anyone else in, in those days before you arrived at Central who, with your parents, kept you highly motivated? 
Um, I think that there was a program I did um, when I was in high school called TRIO. So TRIO is a college readiness program. And I believe that my advisors in TRIO really helped me. I just saw how they believed in me so much. They're like, wow, mom, like, you really got something going here. And I'm like, what? I got something going. And, you know, just the way they invested in me, made sure that I was financially prepared for um, college and that I was making the right decisions when picking my university. I think that all those things and just the opportunities that I received being part of TRIO, just the academic um, success aspect of it, the college aspect of it, getting to explore so many things. They took us to um, Georgia, South Carolina. We got to do so many different things. And it just helped me understand that, you know, there's more to this world than just where I am. Like, I don't have to be stuck in this little box that I'm in. Like, I have the, the potential, you know, to grow and to do better, bigger things than I already am now. So I think that being part of that, Oh, can you? Can you we, had, we had a little bit of a freeze, even though you're at a massive <laughs> campus where the uh, Ethernet should be keeping you uh, well, <laughs> well supplied with with bandwidth. And so and so do I. Anyway, it was only a moment. But mm -hmm. I, I do want to say that I've been familiar with the trio programs for almost my whole career in higher education. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I tremendously agree with you about uh, a difference it can make. Uh, folks would not be able to picture the high school you attended, but I spent quite a bit of time up there when I was supporting the Travelers uh, Edge program and getting more of our New Britain uh, students uh, interested in becoming not only interns at Travelers and coming to Central, but seeing the industry of insurance as a great future place. Anyway, what I want to say is that that high school is very large and to be one person among hundreds and hundreds and hundreds <laughs> moving up and down the corridors and in and out of classrooms to stand out is a challenge. And I think TRIO found you and helped you with that visibility. Would you not agree? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. There are a lot of uh, forces that are keeping kids down in in uh, greater New Britain uh, and uh, your work at the Boys and Girls Club, I think, is another place where you're helping kids say, wait a minute, <laughs> uh, you're one person in the whole universe. Imagine what a tremendous status that is. <laughs> so let's, you know, let's do some flying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I hope to be able to motivate um, the children that I work with, you know, at New Bern High School and at the Boys and Girls Club, you know, just to let them see that, you know, they're this despite um, your surroundings, despite anything, if you really are able to utilize um, the opportunities that are given to you, like for um, honestly, just being able to to see something great and just go for it with the opportunities that are given and putting your pride aside for two seconds and allowing the greatness to happen, it, it'll be phenomenal because I meet so many kids that are so, so intelligent, but you know, they just need a little extra push and they just need that little like pride check. And I think that once that's able to click and um, they're able to recognize their greatness wholeheartedly, it'll it'll just change their worlds forever. It'll change their lives forever. Yeah, uh, I, I know what you mean by uh, pride getting in the way. Uh, and uh, it's actually a very helpful uh, emotion when you've earned it, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's not helpful when you think you are entitled to it, uh, anything, uh, and you don't want to work for it. So, I mean, it's very, very basic to becoming effective in any sort of practice eventually. Uh, when you were at Travelers last summer, um, 
I know they have uh, a mentor uh, climate there. Uh, was there anyone in particular at Travelers, you don't name the names, but who helped you there too? Because another, talk about New Britain High School being big. I mean, even though it was on mainly online last, last year because of the COVID restrictions, you, you still one small entity and a very large company. Did anyone help you feel significant there during the summer as well? Definitely. Um, it was it, it was three people, um, not just one. Um, the the person who was running everything, uh, his name is Ryan Jaswell. He was the one who recruited me into the program in the first place. Him, uh, my mentor, and the person who was my uh, my manager at the time. So those three people definitely helped me. Um, Ryan, well, the, so the director of the, the whole program, he helped me just knowing that I even had a shot because I did not think I was like traveler's quality. I was so, so scared, but he just instilled in me like, mama, you know, you got this. Um, here's what you bring to the table. We want you to come back. Like he just really, really helped me feel important and feel as though I deserve to be where I was. And it just, it, it just really, really helped with my, my, um, my confidence in myself and my just desire to keep working hard and to keep growing. Uh, my mentor, he helped me quite a bit as well. Like he, he was like, you know, mom, like I see the work that you want to put in. And he was so kind and so available every time I needed him. I'd just be like, okay, you know, what? I'm very, um, I'm stuck on how to get this Excel thing done. Da, da, da. And then he would help me out and he'd be like, okay, you got this. And I believe in you. And he wouldn't just like hold my hand through the process. He would just give me a little bit of a hint and allow me to then like deep for um dig a little bit deeper into the situation at hand and that was extremely helpful and my manager she she was so great with calling me out you know she would let me know where I'm falling short but not in a way that made me feel bad about myself but in a way that I was <laughs> like okay all right you know here's a little room for growth um and she also did not hold my hand. She made sure that I was growing in, in, in every aspect and in, in um, places where I was unable to fully grasp the concept. She'd break it down for me to however, she'd break it down for me so much so that like I understood it fully, you know, she'd break it down for me until I knew what I was doing until she felt that I was confident in myself. And so I think those three people were so, Oof. so vital in my first, first time at Travis. This is me just coming out of my sophomore year of college. So yeah. you can imagine how nervous I am, how um, I'm like not very confident in myself or in my skills, but they helped me just grow and believe in myself a whole lot more. And I came into my junior year of college feeling very confident and very bold. I was like, I can do almost anything. <laughs> like, so I think those three people really helped me feel very important. You know, they gave me opportunities. When I expressed my interest in learning how to program in SQL, even though that wasn't part of my my job while I was there, they were like, okay, you know what, let's get you that experience. Let's make sure that you're happy here and you're learning as much as you want. And so those three people definitely helped me while I was there. I think uh, listeners from hopefully all around the world uh, may not have much uh, a direct experience with the city of Hartford. But those of us who work here, grew up here, live here, uh, when we ride around uh, on the high, major highways, there's the famous Traveler's Tower that was built back in the, I think in the 20s, or even before the 20s, last century, as the tallest building outside of Manhattan. Can you believe that? And so that company is well over 100 years old and has, uh, I, I think, a tremendous brand recognition, particularly here, in part because they made a very 
uh, substantial and continuous commitment to the the city and the, the neighborhoods and particularly uh, to young people. So these leadership development programs where you intern uh, are very, uh, very competitive. People from all over the country want a, a shot at a summer internship, but they have um, a, a good feeling for the folks who live right around. And they would love to see a lot of our central Connecticut graduates uh, working there right now. I think we're, we're gaining on it. We have a large population, many of whom I helped while I was a professor uh, there in, in uh, the management department. So we're, we're moving into another phase of time, which is shorter, but I also have uh, a, a strong feeling that uh, there's uh, the word gift comes up and, and yes, you are, are gifted. But I also think that the folks you've mentioned so far, particularly the last three, uh, are giving you a gift. Mm -hmm. You unwrap it. You look in and you go, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Or you, you recognize that when someone gives you trust, says, we, you've got this. I'm not going to hold your hand. Uh, the folks teaching you at Central in those in those uh, programming classes, they're giving you a gift. Uh, and how are you as a person who receives gifts of that sort? You said, how am I? Yeah. What does it feel like? Um, it feels like a blessing, honestly. It feels like a blessing. Um, so I, I'm a practicing Christian, and I feel that um, with all these things that have happened to me in my life, I don't think that it's just coincidental. I think that God is just really blessing me so much because um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm very blessed. I feel like that's that's the word that I feel. It's a good um, word. Heart. Yeah, it's a good word. Um, I don't think that I'm lucky or anything like that. I think I am truly blessed with these gifts and these opportunities that have come my way, where people are granting me with these gifts and they just keep piling on top of each other and that stack just keeps going up higher. And that helps me grow as a person that helps me feel as though I have so, so much to give and so much to offer. So as I receive these gifts, whether it be from travelers or from my job experience or from my classes that I'm taking, you know, and I add those to my resume, I'm just like, okay, you know what, like I'm growing and that's just going to open so many doors for me and open so many um, opportunities for me. And I'm so grateful. Like I can never be grateful enough for all the, the blessings that have come my way, you know, and I, I just, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I just feel that I am really blessed with all these gifts that I'm, um, that I'm getting. And I'm going to make sure that I don't just get them and then I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so great. And then just sit there with all my gifts surrounding me. Like, no, I'm going to utilize those gifts and make sure that I, I progress as much as I can. That, that's, that's truly a key point in the work that Peter Vale and I have done uh, looking deeply into as teachers into the nature of, of practice. And what I'm hearing now, and I'll underscore is that those gifts never stop when you, are no longer youthful and it, you know it's ex almost expected to give 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 to help someone along mm -hmm. you can continue and i believe will continue to earn those gifts for the rest of your work life and beyond why why do i think that because you will put them to use and people say all right i can write a check i can do this but if i give a bit of advice if i open a door if i call a friend and say hey you really should have a conversation with family uh and you follow through uh 
10, 15 years from now, someone, and maybe if you're still at Travis, which would be terrific, and you don't have to work in Harvard to work at Travis, they're all over the country and beyond. So you could, someone might be saying, I really have to have, I just need some fresh leadership here. I need someone who can uh, bring energy to, to my particular department. Uh, who do you know? And HR has some people, but they usually also say, well, I have a friend who's working in, and I think was working in, uh, in that program, that uh, price pricing program. Who, Ryan, who do you, who, you remember anyone who still impresses you after all these? Oh, yeah, Molly, uh, get in touch with her. That's, I think, that's how it works. It really does. I mean, I studied it. I've experienced it. I've done it. And so you've got to be present yourself as you are with someone who doesn't say I deserve gifts, but says, give me a gift and watch me multiply its value in my work and in my associations with other people. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. hundred percent. So now I'm looking into your, uh, your resident advisor dorm room and I'm picturing that it's there's no room for you to move around. It's stacked and stacked and stacked <laughs> <laughs> with opened gifts. <laughs> and you've given me one today by being available for this podcast, being so mature, scarily mature, wonderfully <laughs> mature. Uh, do you have a quick question for me before we wrap up or anything you'd like to say? Cause I've been doing a lot of yakking. <laughs> no, no. Um, I just I think that your last point is so vital, it's so important. Just having those good connections, having those good connections really just gets you very, very far. And and I hope that, you know, with time I'm able to build my connections as well. So that, you know, if I feel as though I need a little extra opportunity, I'm able to utilize that and um, get myself somewhere that I need to be able to get to. But I my question for you is as you've worked with so many students, how and just so many people in general, how are you able to make sure that you're leaving some sort of seed in their heart because I work with a lot of kids now and I want to be able to make an impact. You know, actions do speak louder than words at times, but I want to be able to, to just, in, just instill in them that they too can be great. And as a professor, I mean, you have a humongous impact on the students that, you, um, that you've, um, you've taught to. So what, what is it that you did in the past and that you continue to do now that you mm. feel allows you to instill that little seed of growth in each um, individual you interact with. Wow. Oh, look, <laughs> we're out of time. I, <laughs> no, no, I think it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a genuine question. And uh, the, 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 probably the short answer to a very powerful question is that I want to be included in their story and I want their story to be included in mine, just like you and I are doing right now. So when my was on when I was present office hours or in the classroom or any other place on campus as a professor, I wanted them to share my professorship. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to understand what I was learning, what I was excited about, the people I knew. And that put um, me in their story. But I also didn't look at a, a roster with numbers and say, those are my students. I looked at. 35 people in a particular class. And I created sessions so that I saw constantly what they were thinking, what they were saying, what they were writing to each other. And that gave me a chance to know their stories. 
So if you go through the episodes of, of this, and now you're episode 141, you'll see uh, probably a dozen of my former students who are now 10, 15 years into their careers. Uh, and then you'll see uh, Rachel Treza, who is also a Fear and Duran scholar, who's still there in the nursing program. I'm in their story, they're in mine. Now you're in my story. Is that okay? <laughs> yes, no, 100%, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that, I like that answer quite a bit, just to be um, in someone's story and to have someone be in your story as well. You know, you're impacting each other. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, that balance. Is pretty and I think the seed, the seed, the seed becomes uh, the uh, plot, if you will, of the story. It becomes, uh, you can't believe the time that, you know, or I had a great time with. And uh, I think that's how we, we, we develop the seeds for growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's do a really quick flip to the opposite of that. I'm totally anonymous wherever I go. Uh, I'm outside of everyone. They're outside of me. Doesn't that sound awful? <laughs> You're not in anyone's story. They're not on yours. To me, that's almost checking out of life. So we, we got to keep ourselves out there interacting. There'll be disappointment. Someone will say, well, you're... You're part of my uh, uh, story that I don't want, you know, I, I, da, da, da. but it's okay. And that's what keeps me going to this day. Six years after I retired from Central, I was in Peter, I returned to Peter Vale's story, who was my teacher when I was in my late 20s and early in, until I was 30. And that's when I earned my PhD. And that was Peter Vale to me. I stayed in his story and he in mine for all the years until we reconnected around getting this book done. That was a, that's what I mean. He's in my heart. I was in his. Could have been hundreds of other people. He was extraordinarily well known in the field of organization behavior. And he could have asked anyone to work with him to finish that book. But I was blessed. He gave me the gift (laughs) to work on the book and this podcast. So, yes. Okay. (laughs) We did it. So. Thank you so much. I'm going to happily get this edited and up up for the rest of the world to hear uh, very shortly. That's very good. I'm so grateful for this experience. Thank you so much for having this meeting with me. I think this was really phenomenal. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.
Hey.